So maybe you've seen Delora Casey in your LinkedIn feed. I don't know. I see her in mine all the time. It's because for nearly two decades, Delora has been making waves in all things marketing. Uh, right now, she is the head of marketing at Path Robotics. We're going to get into that and talk a lot about Path Robotics. Um, over the years, you might have seen her on Twitter, where she's got a lot of attention on uh, from Huffington Post, Mashable, BuzzFeed, and on and on. Big highlights right there in your local community, uh, and even larger with Columbus CEO Magazine, which is very cool. American uh, Marketing Association. We know that one very well. And uh, and it goes on and on and on. Your work has been um, shown on the Today Show, USA Today, Politico, and Forbes magazine. Uh, let's just pause for a second. Like, uh, how cool is that, right? How, how, long, yeah. how long ago were, um, let's just say, some of those, those accolades as far as the, the publications? Uh, probably like in the last five years or so. So, really? Yeah. So you woke up a morning, you're going to be published. In... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for jumping on with us uh, today and um, being one of our first you know, conversations here on the Cole Evans podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks. I'm excited and uh, grateful for the invitation to chat. So Absolutely. I appreciate you thinking of me. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you obviously are one of uh, the top voices on LinkedIn, which I always think is such a great accolade because it means that you're putting out a lot of content that a lot of people are engaging with. And it really just kind of checks a lot of boxes, right? And in a business professional yeah. community, uh, it's a great place to be. So tell our audience a little bit about the journey, if you will, over the past, say, five years, um, as it pertains to your world when it comes to putting content out, okay? And so just a little context yeah. for our listeners. Uh, it, this this podcast is to help educate people wherever you are on the professional spectrum. Delara and I were talking about this before we went live, that whether you are um, you know, early stage in your career, you're just out of college, you're just getting started, you, you have, you don't even know what this thing is, all these old people are talking about, which is LinkedIn, no matter the other channels, right? Um, ha list, I want to educate people on how they can create content and leverage content to, you know, uh, plant bigger seeds today for tomorrow's harvest is how I would say it. So tell yeah. our audience a yeah. little bit about your content journey. Sure. Uh, well, first of all, I have always felt like content's a part of what I've been passionate about it was never recognized as that or called that until probably like the last couple of years right of course um storytelling you know sometimes it was called marketing sometimes it was called advertising but at the end of the day i just really love sharing content with people and i think um in the last five years i've taken a really deliberate step in um making sure that i am sharing all of the layers that make me up as a person you sure. know um, and this is this is going out especially to like um, working women and working moms. Sometimes our identity becomes really singular. It's what do you do for a living and uh, how old are your kids? Those are like the only two things that people that we admittedly talk about because that consumes a lot of our life. So in the last couple of years, I've you know asked myself like what there's more to me than that. You know what can I share? And so I made a really concerted effort about two years ago to start posting on LinkedIn daily. I, I committed to doing that daily for 90 days. 90 days became a year. A year became 18 months. Here we are two years later. I don't post daily, but I post five days a week still on LinkedIn, um, just as a commitment to myself. And um, it's, been, it's been really great. It's opened a lot of opportunities like this, um, but also, you know, kind of shined a light to let everyone know that no matter where you are in your career, we're all still figuring it out. That's exactly right. Whether you're first year, you know, graduate, just launching, 
um, whether you're a year away from retirement, we're also figuring it out. So let's figure it out together. That's exactly right. So let's jump over and talk about uh, allocation of time. So uh, when you started that journey, let's talk about what, uh, how much time you were spending at the, you know, once a day for, for 90 days, and then what that looks like today, you know, a few years later. Yeah. So originally, you know, in order for me to really be engaged with what I was doing, I didn't like plan out a content calendar. I didn't tackle this like I um, might tackle an established brand. I tackled this like I would tackle a non-established brand. Let's do some test and learn. Let's do some trial. Let's be really engaged and immersed in the channels that we're using. So I identified two channels for myself, LinkedIn and TikTok. That's where you'll find me 90% of the time. Um, and so I made the commitment to post daily. And so nothing was scheduled. I woke up every morning and asked myself, what do I want to share today? What do I want to talk about? Uh, and just let the content go out into the world and see how people reacted to it. And I have to admit, like, it was, it was, it was welcomed with open arms. You know, the scariest thing is starting. And so just starting was that big step. And I thought, you know, are people going to look at me differently? Are they going to think about me differently? Are they going to think I'm not in marketing anymore? Because a lot of my content is career advice. Um, and so I, I was confident in my, in my profile as a marketer, my position as a marketer, and this helped me establish another leg in my conversation of, you know, helping someone with their career. So did that commitment. Um, after about six or eight months, I was tired of waking up at six every morning and writing a post. So I did start to review some of my content and understand what was performing well, what was resonating the most with people and use that to start scheduling things. So I was scheduling about a week at a time, again, allowing myself some flexibility and nimbleness to to pivot my conversation based on any news that was coming out. And now today I sit down once a month for about an hour and I schedule my posts for the month based off of, you know, historical experience with other content, things I see coming down the headlines. And I do leave wiggle room every week to post something new and fresh and to, to have insights. Um, and then I engage, I check in daily to see how engagement's doing. So uh, that's know, very yeah. interesting. I hear you talking about batching content. And um, I interviewed Brittany N. Cole, and she was talking about, uh, she, like yourself, is a top LinkedIn voice. She's, she's got a huge following, and um, she puts out a lot of content just like yourself. And so I was having a conversation with her, or inter- you know, doing this podcast, or having a great conversation. And she was like, yeah, you know, I make a lot of space for, you know, things that are in the moment or that I want to, you know, that I have passion about that I want to get on post. She said, but um, a lot of my content was shot uh, over a two-day period. She shot 21 podcast episodes in two days. Oh, wow. Created an event wow. around it. And I can't stop thinking about it or talking about it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, why have I not done this? But uh, to, that, to that, that exact is, point, yeah. getting uh, in a batch situation, right, where you can get a mm-hmm. lot of energy and time into the output. Let's talk about, um, so that was allocation of time, and I appreciate you going through that. Tell our audience a little bit about... Um, what you're finding works on channels. One of the notes I wrote here, uh, which is very true, whether you're looking at uh, a website that I have for 20 years um, or or in this next statement, which is people love people, right? They want the team uh, page on a website outside of the homepage, the number one viewed page on every website I've ever been a part of. Um, And so I'm interested to hear when you say, and and I love this, my wife tells me this on a very regular basis, and you hit the nail on the head in the very beginning, which is, women are, you know, kind of cloaked over uh, and looked at in a different way and kind of given these different titles professionally. Uh, And so I I think um, you hit a big point there on sharing the layers to your point. When you're sharing layers, you're showing not the, um, 
the cleanest background that you could show, not right. showing, right? So, but people love the authenticity. Tell our audience a little bit about uh, what maybe got your attention when you started going down that layers path. Yeah, so I think for me, when we're talking about channels, I think with, with LinkedIn, I'm a little bit um, a little bit more deliberate in my content just because I do plan it out. I can schedule things. It's, it's um, written text. I can throw a video or photo in if I want. But on TikTok, it's like, look, I've got six minutes to film a three-minute TikTok video. Um, I didn't brush my teeth today, and I just have something really important I want to say. And it's funny because I'd say most of my highest performing TikTok content is like I'm wearing a sweatshirt, my hair is in a ponytail, and I have no makeup on. Um, so I think a lot of people feel like, oh, I have to have this like clean background. I have to have. And at the end of the day, I think the more genuine you you come across, the more relatable the content is. And so, you know, if I have this like great idea I want to share, I'm not going to like I'm not going to take a shower and do a blowout on my hair and put full face makeup on and, you know, make sure the lighting's right. Like I need to get this idea out there. I need yeah. to get this thought out there. I need right. to share this now. Like this is like itching in my skin if I, and I don't want to forget it. So I want to get it out now while I'm thinking about it. And so I've felt that, um, or I've learned that, you know, some of the most like curated thoughts I have actually don't perform as well as, the thoughts that in I have moment. just like running through oh, my mind. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, so and I, interesting. I do keep a few of the wood stick at my desk now though, just to, you know, just in case, but <laughs> I don't put any much more thought into it than that though. It's interesting Delara, that you mentioned, you know, that there's, there's kind of this line, right. Of I find, and I'll say most people of the comfort of staring at, you know, the camera or looking at the, 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 unpolished version of yourself looking back, if you will, but, and, and knowing whether you know it or not is true that the algorithms love the unpolished. They absolutely love it. The raw in, in the moment to your point. I love that. Let's talk about what channel or output has worked for you. So I hear you mentioning TikTok. I'm interested to talk about how path robotics and heading marketing up for a path robotics company and talking to a younger base channel like TikTok. I'm interested to hear your, uh, your angle there yeah. and, um, tell our audience a little bit about just what channel. And again, there's no right or wrong here for our listeners. Um, what channel is right for you? And I don't mean channel as in, I do actually mean on channel LinkedIn or Instagram, et cetera, as in your current world. Cause I think it'll change tomorrow. Uh, but what output is it designed? Is it graphics? Is it raw video to your point? What are you seeing as right. when you go back and I look at all the analytics and all the channels? It's like, this is what the data is telling me back that people really love. Right. So I think you make a really good point that you still have to pay attention to data at the end of the day. Like go with your gut to get started. Start. Just start. Start. Do something. Throw spaghetti on the wall. Start. Right. Um, because that's how you get data. So I think sometimes do, people do like, you know, um, paralysis by analysis. They overthink things. Oh, yeah, sure. They feel like they have to build this like robust brand strategy. And it's like the six months it took you to build that robust brand strategy, you have six months of data that you could use. Yeah, that that's right. That. right. So number one thing is just to start. The number two thing I think is you, if you try to be everything to everyone and be everywhere, you will be nowhere. Yeah. You will be your worst enemy in creating churn around having to deliver content on multiple channels. Um, it'll stress you out. It'll dilute the impact of your content. And, you know, if you know who your audience is and you show up where they are mm -hmm. with the message they need to hear, you've won the game. Yep. 
That's right. So I think sometimes people get into this spin like, well, I just got to be on Facebook. I've got to be on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. I've got to be on Instagram. I've got to be here, 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 here. My advice is pick two channels and give it three months and see how it works. Um, Evaluate your data at the end of the day. And you know what? A lot of times you will see um, the audience that maybe you thought you were hitting might be there, might not be there. That's fine. You've learned something, right? And so like with my personal like top voice stuff, that's on TikTok and LinkedIn predominantly because that's what's working for me when I'm talking about like the career coaching and marketing consulting I do for brands you know, we have a different roadmap sure. because with our brands, we have a more established, you know, ideal customer profile and how to, how to access them. But like when I was starting out, you know, admittedly with the career coaching, I thought I want to go after, you know, young millennials and older Gen Z who are launching into their career. And I'll be honest with you, they didn't, they didn't want my business. Like they didn't want to work with me. They didn't, they didn't see the need for my, right. um, for my, my offering. And so I learned that really quickly, you know, it took me three months, but that's a really fast time to learn hey, I'm going to pivot my audience. And the moment I pivoted my audience, everything just ignited. Everything ignited. Um, so you have to be willing to admit that maybe your first hunch might not be accurate right. and have the have the confidence to pivot and be nimble and try something new. And I think with at Path Robotics, we're doing the same thing. You know, we're understanding how different channels are performing for us. You know, we are a B2B robotic manufacturing company like we have a lot of layers to what our offering is right and so it's like there are only a you know there's a pretty niche group that we attract and so we've got to find where they are and that takes some test and learn and we have the patience to do that and because we know that as part of that test we are learning and when we learn we move forward so obviously you're going to be biased because you're already in the space that is uh, artificial intelligence but tell our audience a little bit about uh, whether it is the, um, the the Q-tip brand of GPT or whether it's one of the many other platforms uh, that are honestly, you know, I think coming online every single day in the world of AI. Tell our audience a little bit about specifically our marketers, uh, maybe even leaning into leadership and, and um, business owners uh, to a degree, but how you're leveraging um, AI in your world, not specifically on Path Robotics. I'm sure that's a whole different level. Right. But how are you as doing a it on, as a marketer? That's right to take your content on the channels that you've talked about, from the stages that you've talked about, to a couple of years later. How is that now, even in the past 12 months, kind of yeah. gone to another level? Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to really make a strong statement that AI, as far as I'm concerned, will never replace a human being. What it does is it enables us. It enables us to increase our bandwidth. It enables us to think about things differently. It is a tool and toolbox. And I think if people are intimidated by a tool, they'll never use it, right? Right. Um, so I encourage people to just like play around with it and, and see what, what works for you. And so for me, I found AI is really good for like thought starters around content. You know, what are 10 things I should be talking about for XYZ topic? And it'll give you 10 ideas. And you know what? Six of them might be garbage, but there's four in there, and it just saved you some time, and it gave you a little bit of direction on where you can go. Um, I know a lot of people lean really heavily into AI to actually write things for them um, from top to bottom, and and I, I put a little bit of a yellow flag up there because yeah. AI, the first word's artificial, right? So there isn't like a genuine tone that comes across. There isn't that level of like authenticity or connection that, that you read when you read content created by right. an AI um, resource. 
So I do recommend, you know, use it as a starter, you know, like if you're making soup, this is your base, this is your soup starter, you can like add in the vegetables and ingredients that you want to make it have the flavor that you're looking for. But I wouldn't just use it off the shelf and plug it in. Um, for me, you know, chat GPT, everybody loves it. That's like the first, you know, iteration, everyone uses that. Um, I've actually found a lot of really great um, AI configurations on Canva that I love. Really? So, yes. Um, so just to give a really easy example, um, you know, when I'm working on a brand strategy and I'm creating the brand archetype and I want to give people like a visual of what the brand voice would look like if it was a person, um, Canva has a really great plugin that you can use to create like a person. So you can say like, I want like a middle-aged, guy who does this, 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 and it'll create like a couple different visuals. Oh, for that you. is cool. Um, and also, yeah, and they also have some AI um, content writing support in in the in the app as well. So I think that Canva's got some really cool stuff that people probably don't it, even so realize while this, there. While this episode is definitely not sponsored by, <laughs> by <laughs> our uh, friends at Canva, I'll tell you, I've done a, a complete turnaround. And maybe this has been like this for years, and I've just been in a very naysayer uh, tone for a few years. But Canva right. used to not be good. Let's just be real. And then right. I, I, right now, I have like the pro version of it. I love it. Like it has yeah. some of the best templates. So, do, but to your point, uh, creating those AI elements in there, I'll have to get in and nerd out on that. But yeah. they, they have really taken their game up to a whole nother level. Yeah, and when you look at almost any marketing tool, maybe I'm making a broad assumption here, but when I'm looking at a lot of the marketing tools I'm using, they are starting to have AI plugins yep. ingrained in them. And right. so my advice is try it. Worst case, it doesn't work. Then you go back to using your brain for everything. But um, the goal of using AI and leveraging AI is for me to increase your bandwidth and like deepen your bench a little bit. Um, so it doesn't replace you. I think it really um, helps complement areas where you might need help without having to, you know, find another resource or spin wheels on trying to find another resource that can help you. So I am obviously, you know, the company I work for is AI enabled, but I think holistically, I think, you know, AI is here to stay. Yeah, sure. I think people are intimidated by it because they don't know how to use it. And once you know how to use it, it makes life easier, you know? Okay. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to peel back the layers on one of your things. Cause I think you answered this next question, but I'm going to make you ask, answer it again. So uh, lastly okay. here, we're kind of wrapping up, but I, I want you to give a couple of tips and tricks. Okay. Tips and tricks. So okay. some kind of go-to things I'm listening to this podcast. Uh, this is what I'll put on the thumbnail of the YouTube uh, video, right? <laughs> but what, okay. what is that thing where I'm like, that's, I just got that from the podcast. What's a couple of tips that you would give to a general audience about content, um, period? Okay. Um, only talk about things that you feel comfortable talking about. Um, if it's something that you could, would, if it's something you could talk about nonstop for a half hour, you, that's, that's an area of content you should consider using that's you know right. what i mean if you go to a party and someone's like delara tell me about marketing and i could talk to your office a few hours about marketing then i could probably use i could probably create some good marketing content that's exactly so right i think if it's something that you like to talk about that you genuinely enjoy i think that's a really great thing um the other thing about content too is like don't be afraid to make mistakes um and when you do own it just own it um that's so true delara so many people don't it. realize it is such a good point so many people don't realize that they think the feed that they see on whatever channel or whatever, you know, whether they're watching TV, whether they're listening, honestly, they believe, I think we believe as a society that everything that comes at us, maybe not so much today as maybe years ago, but um, yeah. is true. And that the person talking is a subject matter expert and they are like, they are the expert. And the truth is, I think 
we all know when you look behind the curtain a little bit, it's just not true. And there are a lot yeah. of subject matter experts, right? Or um, 20 year old life coaches, you know, whatever the situation is. But the point is um, the, to, to piggyback on what you said is for someone who hasn't gotten started that is sitting there in a, in a, in a skill set. You know, I'm, I'm talking to plumbers, mm-hmm. right? I'm talking right. uh, multi-location right. business owners. You And you've been there for, let's just make up a number and say eight years. Okay, I'll just make it up. Yeah. You have something to say, right? And being able right. to harness that on a channel and an output that makes sense, people, there are people out there that want to hear your story, no matter what that story is, I found. Right, right. I agree with that. And I think if you have a, and, and, and I hate to put like a number on it, because I do think there are really, smart people who are young they're super bright they're super intelligent but you also have to put some value on years of experience Mm -hmm. and years of lived experience Mm -hmm. and i think that um that lived experience knowing that it's transcended so much change in our world even like you said last five ten years like so much has evolved and changed i think that there is a value in what you have to say when you've had some lived experience and i think because you've lived it sometimes you don't think it's valuable but guess what it is so I encourage people to give yourself a little more credit of your lived experience that you have and the insights that you might take for granted that are interesting to others. And again, like the stuff I'm sharing right now with you, like might be a gold mine of information for someone. But for me, I just, it's, it's common knowledge because I've lived it. So um, I think that's another thing I'd encourage people. So yeah, like, don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to be human. The other big thing, just start, just start. The worst thing you can do, the worst regret you'll ever have is not starting. That's exactly They right. always say the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago, right? So I saw a post this today. morning that said a year from today, you'll wish you would have started today. And I was like, that's very, exactly. very, very timely. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I'm hearing you say authenticity is key. You've said pick two channels and give it three months. Uh, and if you can talk for an hour, that's what you should be talking about. Uh, Delara Casey, yeah. thank you so much. If you want to follow Delara and all the channels that we've talked about today, check out all the places where the texts are on whatever channel you're looking at and uh, click and definitely follow her journey. Uh, Delara, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to chat today.